Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In the Trump era, the media convinced itself, the corporate media, that the real threats to the United States were no longer the CIA and the Pentagon and the NSA and Wall Street and Silicon Valley, all of whom are on their side and trying to undermine Trump. It's the Trump movement and people who are conservative. Those are criminals in their eyes. And they've moved their, their media lens from the people who used to be the target of it, people in power centers, to individual citizens whose only crime is that they have the wrong ideology. And they're using their vast resources. The Washington Post is owned by Jeff Bezos, not to challenge actual power centers, but to destroy and wreck the lives and reputations of people who they regard as having the wrong politics. That's all this is about. I'm glad you're going to talk about this because I've been following it uh, just without talking about it on the air. And it's really an astounding story and frightening as hell. 
It is. It's something Matt Taibbi has written about, and we're going to talk about the whole libs of TikTok controversy and uh, and various so-called journalists around America, including the infamous Taylor Lorenz of the Washington Post, whose job is to seek out people who say things that go against the woke consciousness online and ruin their lives. They call it journalism, but it's not. It's the opposite of what journalism ought to be. Um, and the Libs of TikTok account is a great example of that. But again, we'll talk about that probably in hour three of the show if you want to listen to the podcast later. Uh, Matt Taibbi has a- actually written extremely uh, strong and persuasive stuff about that vicious new brand of taking down the powerless journalism, uh, which reminds me, he also wrote a great uh, piece about Elon Musk taking over Twitter. Mm. So I'm going to cede the next couple of minutes to uh, some of Matt Taibbi's great writing. Uh, the, the piece is called Twitter's Chickens Come Home to Roost. The great Elon Musk panic of 2022 is revealing a big fat boatload of blue check hypocrites. Yes, I like it oh. already. So good. Elon Musk has reportedly attempted to purchase Twitter, and I have no idea whether his influence on the company would be positive or not, Taibbi writes. I agree. I do, I do however... Uh, I do know, however, what other media figures think of Musk's influence on Twitter and what it'll be. They think it will be bad, very bad, bad. How none of us, uh, how none of them see what a self-own this is, is beyond me. After spending the last six years practically turgid with joy as other unaccountable billionaires tweak the speech landscape in their favor, they're suddenly howling over the mere rumor that a less censorious fat cat might get to sit in one of the big chairs. Oh, the inhumanity. That's good. That's good right there. Oh, yeah, he's just hold my beer, says Matt Taibbi. (laughs) A few of the more prominent Musk critics are claiming merely to be upset about the prospect of wealthy individuals controlling speech. As more than one person has pointed out, this is a bizarre thing to be worrying about all of a sudden, since it's been the absolute reality in America for a while. Probably the funniest effort along those lines was this passage, and I quote, We need regulation to prevent rich people from controlling our channels of communication. That was Ellen Powell, former CEO of Reddit, railing against Musk in the pages of, wait for it, the Washington Post, a newspaper owned by Jeff Bezos complaining about rich people controlling channels of communication just might be the never-released punchline to Monty Python's classic funniest joke in the world skit. Anyway, yeah, many detractors went the power route, suddenly getting all religious about concentrated wealth, having control over the public discourse. And in a world that hadn't yet gone completely nuts, that's probably where it had would have ended. Uh, blah, blah, blah. However, it didn't stop there. Media figures everywhere are suddenly complaining that they dislike the Musk move because they're terrified he will censor people less. Bullet-headed neoconservative fuss budget Max Boot was among the most emphatic in expressing his fear of a less censored world. All right, I got to hear that again. What? What? He's bullet-headed. What a beautiful <laughs> sentence. Bullet-headed neoconservative fuss budget Max Boot. There you go. I remember I quoted his tweet the other day. Max Boot, which sounds like a uh, like a Nazi character from a surrealistic musical or something. Max Boot stomping on Max faces, etc. Max Boot tweeted, I'm frightened by the impact on society and politics if Elon Musk acquires Twitter. He seems to believe that on social media, anything goes. For democracy to survive, we need more content moderation, not less. That is just, like I said last week when you read that, I thought, there's a smart guy. How's a smart guy 
get that to come out of his mouth or out of his fingers or his pen. Um, sure. That just it blows my mind. Well, and as I've always said, ideology trumps intelligence all the time. It, it turns the intelligence of the person into a tool for the extremist cult that they happen to be part of. I assume you're following this. It, it, the, the guy says democracy can't survive without more moderation, censorship right. of speech. speech. And, of course, the next question always has to be, okay, so to survive, somebody has to decide which speech is okay and which isn't. Who should we put in charge of that project? You, I guess. Always that person. Right. So uh, Matt Taibbi would probably be a better human being, as would I, if, if we didn't resort to saying really mean things about idiots. Uh, but uh, following up on his bullet-headed neoconservative fuss-budget description, Taibbi says, In every newsroom I've ever been around, there's always one sad hack who's hated by other reporters, but hangs onto a job because he whispers things to management and is good at writing pro-war editorials or fawning profiles of Ari Fleischer or Edi Amin or any other such distasteful media task. I actually think Ari Fleischer's a nice guy, but again, I don't require that uh, Matt Taibbi agree with me on everything. Even that person would never have been willing to publicly say something as gross as, quote, for democracy to survive, it needs more censorship. A professional journalist who opposed free speech was not long ago considered a logical impossibility. Right. Because the whole idea of a free press depended on the absolute right to be an unpopular pain in the ass. Things are different now, of course, because the bulk of journalists, and this was what Glenn Greenwald was saying, uh, speaking of people I disagree with frequently but respect a great deal, things are different now, of course, because the bulk of journalists no longer see themselves as outsiders who challenge official pieties, but rather as people who live inside the rope lines and defend the powerful. I'm guessing this latest news is a rousing special horror, the Musk thing, because the current version of Twitter is the professional journalist's idea of utopia, a place where Donald Trump doesn't exist. Everyone with unorthodox thoughts is warning-labeled. Age restriction seems to be the current scam. And the current thing is constantly hyped to the moronic max. Twitter used to be fun, funny, and a great tool for exchanging information. Now it feels like what the world will be if the eight most vile people in Brooklyn were put in charge of all human life. A giant, hyper-pretentious thought Starbucks. (laughs) (laughs) That one left the park. Uh, Twitter used to be fun, funny, etc. Now it feels like what the world would be if the eight most vile people in Brooklyn were put in charge of all human life. A giant, hyper-pretentious thought Starbucks. That's pretty oh, great. I couldn't love that more. Just, uh, just a little more. My blue-checked friends in the media worked very hard to create this thriving intellectual paradise, so of course they're devastated to imagine that a single rich person could even try to walk in and upend the project. Couldn't Musk just leave Twitter in the hands of responsible, speech-protecting shareholders like Saudi Prince Alawid bin Talal? Yeah, that's right. Your blue-check mark crowd has been more than happy that... The Saudi, the various oppressive Saudi princes and 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 choppers up of uh, uh, Ashan uh, Khashoggi, uh, they're they're major shareholders. That's fine, but Elon Musk, oh, that's too much. That is just it's mind boggling that this is is true. That this is all true. Oh yeah. So yeah. other gazillionaires who cut off people's hands and don't let women do anything and. All that sort of stuff. They're Execute okay. people for being gay. But Elon Musk, scary. 
Right, right. And then I'll summarize a little bit of the rest of it because it's worth mentioning. And, and he name checks some people who really ought to be held in uh, uh, constant loathing. Uh, and even though it hasn't happened yet, why wait to start comparing Musk's Twitter takeover to the Fourth Reich? Journal- journalism professor at the college uh, or the City University of New York, Jeff Jarvis. This guy's a journalism professor. Thinks it isn't too soon to make the Nazi references. This is the guy you quoted, Jack. Today on Twitter feels like the last evening in a Berlin nightclub at the twilight of Weimar, Germany. Holy crap. That lunatic is teaching journalism to impressionable young people? Yeah. And finally, the most incredible reaction in my mind came not from a journalist per se, but former Labor Secretary Robert Reich. His Guardian piece uh, is a marvel of pretzel logic, an example of what can happen to a smart person who thinks he's in Plato's cave when he's actually up his own backside. Wow. Which is a simultaneously sophisticated and super schoolyard taunt. Wow. Uh, and I love it. I love it. Uh, and then he. he... <laughs> no kidding. That is, that is fantastic. I, I, I'm semi proud of the in fact Plato's cave. that You're I got up your that. own butt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Plato's cave being a famous uh, illustration. Oh my God, I'm hyperventilating. I'm laughing so hard. Um, a famous illustration of the people in the cave thinking the cave is the only reality. Guy leaves the cave, come back, and describes, you know, what's really, what the world is. And the people in the cave say, no, you're a lunatic. And depending on the interpretation, they stone him to death or feed him to a saber-toothed tiger or something. Uh, but the point is, uh, the journalists think they're in Plato's cave, and they're explaining to the rest of us how the world ought to be, but they're so far up their own butts, they have no idea how the world actually works. Reich goes on to argue, well, he doesn't actually argue. He just makes a series of statements that don't logically follow one another before dismounting into a remarkable uh, conclusion. Quote, Musk says he wants to free the Internet, but what he really aims to do is make it even less accountable than it is now, dominated by the richest and most powerful people in the world who won't be accountable for facts, truth, science, or the common good. That's Musk's dream, and Trump's, and Putin's, and the dream of every dictator, strongman, demagogue, and modern-day robber baron on Earth. For the rest of us, it would be a brave new nightmare. Then he describes uh, how... He strings none of that together logically. All it is is is, uh, is shouting, be afraid, be afraid. Yeah, scare porn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Man, that is some good writing about some really horrible behavior. Uh, nailed down the whole Netflix thing. Uh, we were trying to talk about that story last hour. If you didn't hear it, I got the I got the facts on that. So I'll clean yeah. clean that up real quickly when fact we come back. Fact check, fact check of my own rambling nonsense. Fact checking myself, and I deserve it. Um, yup, yup. You should cancel yourself or dox yourself. Ooh, yeah. Can't wait to talk about that story later. Wow, 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 wow. Um, we live in such weird times. Yeah, and some of the so-called elite of our society, particularly in the media and education, they are crazy and dangerous. I saw David French had a headline. I didn't read his uh, column yesterday, but his headline was, Can't the world be normal for just five minutes? And I thought, yeah, that is true. That is a feeling a lot of us have had. Uh, Stay tuned for more. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
Delta, American, United, Southwest, JetBlue, Frontier, and Spirit announced they'll no longer require passengers to wear masks. Well, Spirit Airlines actually didn't have an official mask requirement because um, they don't have windows in the plane. So that's... Delta updated their website to say masks are now optional for employees and customers following the White House announcement. While Spirit Airlines released this cocktail napkin, Spirit has never valued human life. Airlines are basically turning off the seatbelt sign for COVID and telling it to move freely about the cabin. <laughs> yeah, if you thought Omicron was bad, wait till you meet this Spirit variant. So it's just a montage of Spirit Airlines shots, which I've never flown Spirit Airlines. Uh, budget airline? Is that the Yeah, story? I guess it's, yeah, ultra budget. I, I don't know. But Apparently anyway. its service is substandard. On the whole mask thing, it was popular for certain people who really like masks to uh, tweet pictures of themselves in masks yesterday. Valerie Jarrett, remember she was the uh, Obama whisperer in the White House at the time? Picture oh, of herself. What a terrible human being. She was the gal that uh, Roseanne lost her career over. Right? Oh, that's right. I thought that bitch was white. Right. Um, <laughs> Uh, she tweeted out a picture of herself in her mask on a plane wearing my mask, no matter what non-scientists tell me I can do. Oh, you're so brave. <laughs> to which uh, someone replied, can we have a national conversation on the difference between banned and not mandated? Yeah, that, that, that go ahead, Mary. It's whether or not they're making me wear a mask. See, that's the difference. Yeah, wear three. Wear a spacesuit. Wear <laughs> scuba gear. I don't give a damn. God, I did see a picture of somebody who was in... A couple of masks and a face shield. Um, I don't you know, know if they're undergoing cancer treatment or something like that. That's fine, but I doubt it. I doubt it, too. Well, I talked to somebody uh, last night, though. I'll be very vague. From somewhere in the United <laughs> States. Who has oh, long, an American. There's a clue. Who, I, who I've known for quite a while, but didn't know this, has long COVID. Like since March of 2020... The very beginning, I said, you got COVID in March of 2020? People barely even knew it existed in March 2020. Yeah, my roommate came back from a vacation in Wuhan. Oh, March of 2020. Anyway, they got the COVID, and they're still dealing with the long COVID, like regular can't breathe, comes and goes, that sort of thing. Oh, that sucks. That's so sad. Yeah, yeah, that's something. You know, the weirdness of the damn thing. Um, mentioned Netflix last hour. Wanted to pay that off, so the shares plunged thirty percent at the open. Ended up down about twenty three percent because they lost two hundred thousand subscribers Q one. They're projected to lose two million Q two. So that's the news on the Netflix. Whoa! In, in the quarter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, I don't exactly know why. Oh, well, we, we got onto this conversation kind of after our, if you didn't have online regular bill pay stuff that, that has been around for a while now, but if you still had to write a check and mail it off like my mom did, how many fewer subscriptions would everybody have? How much of the a whole Netflix, New York Times subscription stuff only works because of auto pay? Right, because right. if the I perpetual had to, effortless renewal, in fact, not effortless aware awarenessless awareness, renewal. yes, awarenessless. Yeah. That is a hard word to say. It is <laughs> awarenessness is nope. the key. If I had to sit down at the kitchen table with my checkbook and write fifteen checks every you know thirtieth of the month for all these subscriptions, I have a feeling I wouldn't have as many. 
Or as you know, Jack, I worked in the magazine subscription renewal industry for a summer during college. And uh, generally, you you would (laughs) sitting in a cubicle bothering people, trying to get them to resubscribe to magazines they drop. But anyway, you subscribe for a year, two, three, if you're a real big fan. But at least you have to reappraise every year or two. Yeah, but there's no way you would write out a check every month for your Hulu, your Netflix, your Disney, or all those and not think, wait a second, well, a couple of these have to go. Sure. Yep. It's ingenious the way they uh, have it now. Uh, some of the reactions to the border crisis we should definitely talk about. Joe Biden getting pushback from his own party on uh, Rule 42, if you know about that whole thing, among other things. Miss an hour of the show. Grab the podcast. Strong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Also, Uber has announced that they're dropping all mask requirements. Honestly, I'm going to miss getting into a masked stranger's car. It was kind of fun to play that game. I ride to the airport or kidnapping. You know? (laughs) Meanwhile, the White House isn't happy with the ruling. They called it disappointing and urged travelers to keep wearing masks. But they said that they're not fighting the decision. It's kind of like your parents when you tell them about your new tattoo. Yeah, the Uber dropping the mask. Thank God. Oh, jeez. Oh, please. That was the last holdout. I'm worried we can open the windows. What are we doing here? <laughs> How about Joe Biden? The, 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 it was announced yesterday. He wore a mask on Air Force One. All right. So on a private plane, you're quad-vaxxed, surrounded by people who are quad-vaxxed. The aggressive filtration of the most advanced airplane on Earth. And you're, yeah, exactly. I'm sure it can handle nuclear radiation and everything else. Um, but you're wearing a mask to make the point that what? 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 What, what is this? I mean, what is it's just, I mean, right? I, I, anyway. Whatever. Good Lord. <laughs> you know, speaking of that sort of thing, which just delights me for some reason. Uh, oh, and I, we need to get back to the fact that they're not going to immediately appeal the ruling. And what that says, because I find it hilarious. Uh, first, this media montage, uh, 60, Michael, uh, of, uh, you know, the lefty media reacting to the lifting of the mandate. What do we need to know about this ruling? Are we kind of in the wild west? It's every company for itself. 100 percent. It's a it's a mess. Just because this ruling was made by a judge doesn't mean that suddenly the science has changed. We we know that masks remain very protective. And this was basically Donald Trump as a federal judge today. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it, it absolutely reads like Donald Trump as a federal judge. So what we've done is we've removed a travel mask mandate uh, with an incredibly high level of virus. And right now, as of today, it is less safe to fly in this country than it was yesterday. She obviously is clueless. And the vast majority of scientific evidence is masks have saved millions of lives. I listen to some of my favorite legal thinkers who are conservatives who read over the entire 50 page ruling and said it's not a clear cut thing. I mean, it's 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 complicated, but that Mm -hmm. I don't I think the judge was just looking for a way to end the ability of the government to make you wear a mask on on a plane, which is fine with a lot of us. 
Oh, yeah, it's it's a dozens of pages long weighing of the C, the scope of the CDC's power to implement regulations in various uh, scenarios. So, you know, it reads like Donald Trump. What an idiotic thing to yeah. say. Virtually everything that all of those people said about uh, masks and protectiveness and whether it's dangerous to fly are either completely false or or what they said was wildly incomplete. I mean, the dishonesty of it is the one thing that struck me. And the second thing is, and and, and this is disturbing, how uncomfortable they all were with not having centralized power. Yeah, maybe that's a lot of what drives it. I don't know. I, I know this. If I was flying today with my kids, we wouldn't wear masks, and I wouldn't. it wouldn't cross my mind. I mean, honest to God. I would not think about it for a second, and either either they're paranoid or I'm too cavalier, because we can't both be right. You know, if there's some guy eating bat and coughing up blood in the seat next to me, then then I'm concerned. But other than that, no. Hey, sorry to bother you, but is that a bat? <laughs> no, no. Oh, yeah, I got a lot of them. You can only get them in Wuhan where I was vacationing. <laughs> yeah, then I'd be concerned. I admit it. Imagine so, you got a cough, and then you say to your roommate, where was that you were vacationing again? Was that Wuhan? I just saw something in the news about that. Oh, my god, That's unfortunate. Anyway. Could change that person's life for, oh, yeah, forever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah maybe. Oh, yeah. You know, in all seriousness, uh, science is still trying to understand some of the longer-term effects uh, that the COVID has on some people's bodies. Uh, not n- not nearly all people, but various genetic uh, profiles, I guess, are much more vulnerable than others. But anyway, the punchline to all this that I find so ironic, um, and, and, and it's kind of subtle, but it, it, it exposes the whole scam, is that the Biden administration was extending this rule about airliners, even though all of the major airlines, and and how paranoid are airlines and other giant corporations about liability? I mean, it practically runs everything, fear of liability. All the major airlines are saying, there's no need to have masks on on the planes. This is silly. All the heavyweights had come out in recent weeks and said, it's time to end this. It's dopey. Uh, But the Biden administration insisted on keeping it and then extending it because of the science, right? Because of the health implications, because of the rulings of the CDC. So this judge comes along and says, no, this is this is dumb. It's overreach. It shouldn't be. I'm overturning it. And the Biden administration says, uh, well, the Justice Department, when asked, are you going to appeal the ruling, said, uh, we're going to uh, uh, ask the CDC whether we should or not. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The CDC was your justification having the the mask mandate in the first place, and you just extended it. But you're saying, "Uh, we don't know what the CDC thinks. It's completely phony. It is utterly a mask theater for the lefty COVID paranoid tribe. And and the Justice Department just admitted it. We don't know if there's any scientific basis to continue this. Hell, I, I don't know. Ask the CDC. Unbelievable. Well, and the media class flies all the time. A lot of the rest of us in the world, we're interested, but we don't, we're not on a plane every other day like all the media class are. I, I might not fly in the year 22. I don't know. Um, COVID, they just reported the first COVID deaths in Shanghai. China says they just had their first COVID deaths that they announced yesterday. Obviously a lie, as the entire city is still shut down. 
Yeah, that is darkly hilarious and unbelievable. Anyway, this has just exposed such weird wrinkles in human behavior that, uh, you know, it's in a way, it's if, if you enjoy being enlightened, if you enjoy learning things, we've certainly learned a lot about humanity in the last several years. When you coached soccer, what age were you coaching? Uh, all sorts of them. Um, uh, the youngest From... I think I coached was under 10. But then I coached on up to, I think I had a U14 team. So um, I went to a soccer game yesterday. It was my son's first soccer game. And um, his team was just getting killed out there. I mean, just killed. Like, And you you screamed at the coach, as you should. Like, uh, I was sitting um, in an area that was like on one end of the field, and it happened to be... Uh, their end of the field with their goalie. I, I never got to see my son up close because the none of the players ever made it down to this end of the field. All of the action was on. And never Oof. never once in the first half, I don't think, that the ball ever cross the 50-yard line or whatever you call it in soccer. Oh, my gosh, yeah. The and midfield I, stripe, they're on the pitch. And I, you know, I care. I don't care. I'm not a... Uh, I wasn't a good athlete. I don't. If my son is likes it and is good at it, that's great. If he's not, whatever. I just you know. So I, I have. I just thought it was interesting that they were getting killed the way they were. I didn't think much of it. It wasn't until the game was over that I found out because the coach mentioned, and man, his son got a lot of work in his goalie. Woo! Did he get a, a lot of chance to work on Oof. on his defense? Because I mean, they were they were taking a shot on goal every ninety seconds. Um. So I found out. So the the, the sixth graders were playing seventh and eighth graders, and uh, for some weird reason, I'm not exactly sure. Scheduling, I don't know something. But anyways, uh, oh, oh, okay, oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, I I wish we all had known that, Uh, or maybe maybe there was an email I didn't see or something like that. But oh my god, the difference between an eighth grader and a sixth grader is huge. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As anybody who's gone to middle school knows. Yeah, I just thought that was kind of funny. I was thinking, oh, my God, we're terrible. <laughs> and again, So uh, was it an official game or just like a practice game? I'm not even sure. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Huh, they, that's run, they run around in the sun and got sweaty and breathed hard. That's all I cared about. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, I, I tell you what, though, as a, a longtime soccer coach and parent, I will tell you this. If you want to mo- motivate your kids, yell at them a lot during the game. Yell lots of instructions. Yell lots of corrections at them. And you will motivate them. You will motivate them to hate you and soccer for the rest of their lives. So keep yelling. I did want to say, hey, can we have the goalie from the other team? switch with our goalie just so he gets something to do i mean the poor kid i mean he came out here he you know his parents bought him the shoes he's got the gear let's uh <laughs> let's let him do something he was uh, reading the collected works of robert frost there in the goal spent an hour standing in the sun should have given him <laughs> given him his ipad he could have flipped through you know his newsfeed or something like that. i remember watching the football games last year that's the one thing with youth sports is just one team it, does, it doesn't happen at the higher levels usually where you get one team so much better than the other that it's just, mm-hmm. why are we even doing this? But that happens with youth sports a lot. Usually around like one or two players. They just have, you have or they have, a couple of people that are just in a different category. Right, right. And, you know, you see it occasionally in rec leagues. The the kids are just so talented, you know they're not going to be in the recreational league for long. The field is tilted in their favor, as they say. 
But uh, eh, it happens. It's, it's, it's funny. With youth sports, you can look out there and say, okay, that person there, they actually know what they're doing. They know what they're supposed to be doing, and they're thinking about what they're supposed to be doing. Where are most of the other people out there thinking of other things? <laughs> they got other stuff yeah. on their mind, which is fine. Well, and, it, and occasionally we would come up against a team that was way better coached than my team. Oh, <laughs> and really? I admit it. Oh, yeah, people are just really great soccer tacticians and could teach it way better than I can. Because hmm. I had a player's understanding of the game. But, you know, it's like uh, there's a reason there's a bunch of nerdy-looking short guys with big bellies who are brilliant basketball coaches. It's a different skill set, usually, than being a player. Not always, but often. Hmm. I'll be dinged. Johnny Depp is in the courtroom again with his crazy ex-wife. or he's They're both crazy. I think we've all agreed on that, right? Yep. Oh, yeah, there's lots and lots of crazy bad behavior. Uh, thanks for weighing in. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, I think the scales are crazier tilting in her favor. You think she's crazier? She's crazier, yeah. She pooped yeah. in Although, his bed, right? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I wasn't there. Thank God. But anyway, there were three hours of testimony yesterday. Some of it's kind of funny. Maybe we'll talk about that later. There are border stats that are absolutely amazing. And some of the reaction from the media that is maybe feeling pushed to cover the story, as it's the third most important story to Americans, according to polls. That, among other things, on the way. Stay with Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Don't say the word. Last one still. 700,000, they believe, got away since October 2021. Those are people that were not apprehended. That is what they are estimating right now in the federal government. And that is a very, very dangerous situation with what's happening around the world. 700,000 gotaways? Let's get another report from Bill Malusian on what's going on at the border. CBP also now confirming Fox News is reporting that more than 221,000 migrants were encountered at the border in March. That's the highest number since at least the year 2000. CBP reports there were over 109,000 Title 42 expulsions in March. And with Title 42 set to expire next month, the union representing Border Patrol agents says expect a bad situation to get significantly worse. I'm outraged and all of our agents are outraged right now. We're just beside ourselves at this administration is doing nothing. Uh, I've been doing this job for nearly 25 years. I have never seen the morale lower than what it is right now. Yeah, well, I can imagine. Uh, You'd have to wonder, what is my job supposed to be? What am I supposed to be doing? Especially when you watch the results of the investigation into the Border Patrol agents that were whipping migrants that turned out to be a nothing. But those people got hung out to dry and no apology and all that. So you'd be scared to Try to do your job. 221,000 illegal border crossers apprehended in March. Well, in that number, the 700,000 in six months of gotaways, add to that the more than 80,000 people released into the country in yeah. March. Maybe that's a little heavier number, but so you got something like 175,000 people a month pouring illegally into the country and nothing done about it. Numbers expected to skyrocket in the coming months when Biden ends Title 42. That's the rule that allowed them to turn more people away because of COVID, and that's ending. But uh, Joe Biden is getting a lot of pressure from his own party to not do that, which is 
weird in all kinds of different ways. Okay, so you're you're thinking we need to turn more people away at the border, but the excuse you're going to use is COVID rather than enforce our other laws that are perfectly valid? Well, right. That's what I was about to ask. Why do we need Title 42? Uh, if, if, if not for Title 42, we have to let 175,000 people walk into the country with no repercussions every month? That's insane. I mean, that's, uh, that is, it's like it can't be. So Chris Siliza on CNN.com had this analysis yesterday that got some people's attention. Kind of funny. Well, it just goes to show you how we're all so siloed in our information. If you don't watch Fox, you are not seeing information about the border. You just aren't. I mean, I've never seen a single story on MSNBC, and I take in a couple of shows a day. I've never seen one on CNN. They're doing a great job in Ukraine, but I don't see them doing the border. And so Chris Saliza on CNN, his analysis yesterday, this could be the new sneaky big issue of the 2022 election. Wow. The sneaky issue? Wow. According to Pew, (laughs) it's the number three issue on Americans' minds behind inflation in the economy. Some of the replies to the whole the border is a sneaky issue. Hey, I, I got to tell you something. There's a problem at the border. Don't tell anybody, but it's starting. Which border? So, what, what are you talking about? So just randos replied with, I have two completely sneaky possible college football champs next fall, Alabama and Georgia. Another one, super under the radar issue that absolutely no one has paid any attention to unless you count the four straight years of build that wall chance. Wow. Excellent well point. Arenas all over the country, people chanting, build that wall, driven by wanting to do something about illegal immigration. Other than that, according to CNN, the sneaky issue for the 2022 you know, election. Yeah, you had me at hello. That is just so bizarre. I mean, because uh, mm, inflation and the economy are essentially the same issue. Sure. I mean, one is an aspect of the other. Uh, so you're talking about the number two issue among the American people being described as a sneaky big issue. It, you know, people may start talking about this. How crazy is Chris Saliza and how whack is CNN, at least when uh, they're talking politics, not breaking news? It's sneaky to their audience. The, the failure is in that other media outlets aren't covering a giant story. You can't make an argument, Washington Post, New York Times, CNN, that record-setting numbers of people coming across the border, highest numbers in 20 years, that's not a story that deserves some time on a regular basis? I mean, come on, you're not doing your job. Right. Well, clearly they're not, but they are doing their job as they see it. And that's uh, interesting you should say that because it's going to uh, enter into the discussion next segment, uh, Hour 3 of the show. If you don't get Hour of the 3 or whatever, uh, grab it via podcast later. But they, so much of journalism these days, sees their job as litigating is promoting a particular point of view, not reporting on what's going on. And if reporting what's going on tends to undermine promoting that point of view, they just leave it out. And something as ginormous as people by the millions pouring into the country against the law, and in many states, particularly blue states, we the people, the taxpayers, are obligated to feed, clothe, medicate them and their kids for generations to come, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, of course, if they're born on American soil, they're citizens now, which is uh, very strange. But anyway, uh, the idea that you can just turn a blind eye to that and pretend it's not going on shows the depths of their depravity, in my opinion. Yeah, um, you don't, but you don't have to be a you know right wing uh, racist blah 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 whatever people are claiming to to think that this is a story. 
The Hill reporting yesterday, Democrats fearing a deluge of migrants at the southern border this summer are pressuring Joe Biden to back off his decision to lift Title 42. The pushback is growing to include the president's moderate allies. So that's a story, isn't it? That inside the Democratic Party, they're pushing their own president to rescind yeah. their order? I think this yeah. is news. New York Times, Washington Post, everybody else. Just crazy. And and the fact that we, through our policies, are enriching the most horrific, brutal organizations practically on Earth, the Mexican drug cartels, they abandoned a three-year-old child the other day, for instance. The rape, the, the, the robbery, the rest of it is just repugnant. If you don't know this Libs of TikTok story, you should stick around for hour three. If you miss an hour, grab the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.